Hey everyone, I'm so glad you joined me today. This is the Dorinda Wilson podcast and I just happen to be Dorinda Wilson. I'm married to Daryl and we have eight kids. Their ages are 17 to 30 and we have eight grandkids and we've been homeschooling for over 26 years now. I'm glad you decided to join me today. We've got a lot of new listeners as well as a lot of new subscribers to my blog and um, website. I'm very, very excited because I love this growing community of moms with hearts that are just um, so passionate about your families and, and slowing down and living meaningful lives with your children, not just teaching math and language arts and all of that, which are all good things, but really walking alongside of your kids and discipling them and instilling God's word and his ways in them. You know, homeschooling can be very challenging, but it is so rewarding. And I've written a few books. A couple of them are on homeschooling. One is a devotional and the other two are homeschooling books. The most recent one is The 4-Hour School Day, where I just share my experience of homeschooling our 20 uh, our 25 kids, no, our 8 kids. Some days it felt like 25. Um, but homeschooling our 8 kids and doing it in a simple unhurried way. And you know, now I'm on the other side of it and uh, we'll be graduating our last one next year. And I can tell you, uh, you know, going against the culture, uh, being counterculture in how we raise our kids and educate them is absolutely wonderful. Uh, the results have been wonderful. Um, yes, it was a lot of hard work, but oh my goodness, the results. We love our grown kids. We love spending time together. We love the relationships that were built. Um, and when I talk about our experience and just sort of what my approach was and why um, in the four-hour school day, the subtitle is how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life because you really, really can. And so I would encourage you to go check out that book. There's so much affirmation for you as parents. I know you can do this. You need to know you can do this. So check out the four-hour school day. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at my website, DorindaWilson.com, or you can find it at any of your favorite booksellers. Well, last week, I tried something a little new. I did an episode that included me reading the Word of God slowly and quietly. The purpose of this was to encourage you and your family to slow down and get to know your God by meditating on His Word. And I got feedback from several moms who loved it, used it at bedtime, and would love some more of these. And so I decided for a while I will continue to do these, uh, sort of like the um, the Friday podcast. I usually put a podcast out on Mondays. Typically, it revolves around homeschooling specific things about homeschooling. And lately I've been talking about character growth. I'm talking about child training um, next week. So be sure to tune in for those. But the Friday podcasts, I tend to lean more towards devotional type things. But what I love about what I'm doing right now with these, uh, these particular episodes is that you can do this with your kids or you can just use it yourself. Um, 
You can use it as a tool to help you fall asleep at night or help you get back to sleep if you wake during the night. You can use it as a morning meditation, even before your feet hit the floor. If the kids are out of sorts at any point throughout the day, you can call them together and have them lay quietly in the same room with you as you play this or play it during quiet time. If they're having trouble getting to sleep or feeling anxious, some kids struggle with anxiety, especially at bedtime, play it before bed and use it as a bedtime ritual. After enough listens, you and your kids will have it memorized. Last week, I also shared several verses that talk about how powerful God's Word is. As believers, we need to have our minds renewed by the Word of God so we know how God wants us to live. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word is living and active. It's the only word that is living. It always produces something. Meditating on it is never a waste of time. If you've been following me for any length of time, you also know that I've consistently given testimony about the power of planting my feet firmly in the sovereignty of God and the difference that it's made in my life. I've encouraged you to do the same because it truly is an anchor for our souls. The reason for that is because it is truth about God. It's the truth. We're not finding a lot of truth these days. Uh, it can be, they can be hard to come by, but we know that God's word is true. And we know what it says about God is true. We can bank on it. We cannot live authentically as Christians if we do not know the truth about our God. And we get to know Him by reading and studying His Word. We make decisions every day, both big and small, based on what we believe about Him. So it's imperative that we actually know who He really is. Every day brings challenges, frustrations, and disappointments It's part of living on this earth. So when those situations arise, we can ask ourselves, how does God want me to respond to this? And we will know the answer because we know him. This is how he speaks to us. The things that are happening in the world are unsettling, but the truth is that unsettling things have been happening for thousands of years. As believers, we are called to respond in sincere faith, and that requires us to be continually reminded that, yes, God is in control. Today, we're going to meditate on the sovereignty of God. What does it mean that God is sovereign? This means that He is all-powerful, and all-knowing, Psalm 147, 5, 
He is outside of time, Exodus 3.14 and Psalm 92, 90 verse 2, and responsible for the creation of everything, Genesis 1.1 and John 1.1. Nothing in the universe occurs without God's permission. God has the power and knowledge to prevent anything he chooses to prevent. So anything that does happen must, at the very least, be allowed by God. We're going to start by reading Isaiah 40, verses 12 through 31. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and the hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or to teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. The nations of the world are nothing to him. In his eyes they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root, when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? asks the Holy One. Look up to the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after the other, calling each by its name. Because of his great power 
an incomparable strength. Not a single one is missing. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Here are some verses about the fact that God is omniscient, which means all-knowing. He is omnipotent, which means all-powerful. And he is omnipresent which means he is present everywhere. Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Jeremiah 32 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Matthew 19, 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Here are some verses that talk about how God acts according to his will, not according to human opinions of fairness. Daniel 4, 35 says, All the inhabitants of the earth are are accounted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Romans 9.18 So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. Romans 9.21 says, Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use. Here are some verses based on uh, or showing that God's purposes will stand. Job 42.2 says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Proverbs 19.21 Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. 
Isaiah 14, 24 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn and said this, As I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Here are some verses on the fact that God alone is to be worshipped and served and obeyed. Matthew 4.10 says, Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. 1 Timothy 6, verses 13 through 16, say this, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. And the last verse, Revelation 5.13. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Let's pray. Lord, We are grateful that you are, in fact, sovereign. You created the universe, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, and yet you know the number of hairs on our heads. Everything is seen and heard and known by you, and you are in complete and total control. You are not only sovereign, but you are also perfectly good. We never have to worry or be anxious about anything because we know that you love us and that you do all things well. You hold us in the palm of your hand. Nothing touches us that you don't allow and you work all things in our lives, even the hard things, for our good and your glory. Our hearts and minds and bodies can be at rest because we know that you take good care of your people. 